Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. So last week was a week of vacation, but my mind, my heart, and my spirit were not on vacation. It was in God's Word. In God's Word because of the times in which we're living. I don't have my phone in front of me because I'm going to need it at the end, if that's how the Holy Spirit wants to direct and lead. How many are under His leadership? If you are, you're not being conformed to the world. You're being transformed. I saw a division this morning, I'm going to just tell you, because we really should live from the heavenlies, because you've been seated in heavenly places. And I saw a line and a division within communities and within churches, and on one side, on the left side, were those that were being conformed to the world. They think like the world, they talk like the world, and they act like the world. And then over on the right, you could see those that had minds that were transformed, And their lives were being changed constantly by the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been praying for a young man who's moving into the military as I speak today. J.J. Guyton is going to get a rude awakening. There's a vast difference between being a citizen in this country and being a soldier in this country, for this country. Today is day number one as he begins his military life as a Marine. And so we've been praying for J.J. I remember many years ago when I had a chance to coach him in C-Triple-A, and now he's moving into the Marine Corps. I wonder how many of you can transition and go, whoa, there's a difference between just being a citizen in God's kingdom and being a soldier in God's kingdom. There is a vast difference. And there are many that are citizens of this nation that would never defend this country. And there are many in the body of Christ who are citizens, but they refuse to be soldiers. And uh, my wife, I believe it was my wife, who sent me this quote. Now, I don't have it in front of me, but the uh, man of God who's now home with the Lord, Charles Spurgeon, said, and I sent this on to Dr. Patrick Winnett, and I was waiting for a response and he said what a prophet of God listen to what he said many 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 years ago he said the day is coming when we will no longer have shepherds feeding the sheep but we will have clowns entertaining goats the church is moving in that direction where we would much rather be entertained not knowing that we're being sabotaged instead of fed. I promise you, if J.J. truly becomes a Marine, he will not sabotage this country. He will protect this country. In fact, I know that this particular person doesn't want anything brought to his attention, but we actually have a Marine here in the house with us this morning. And he's one of my colleagues, and he's one that I worked with for four years together in Levy Learning Academy and one of the best math teachers. And I might simply say, when I get to my statistics on quantitative research, my dear friend, I may be calling you 
please answer your phone. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you that the church is to be alive and well. And that we are to be the ones making a difference in a world that is conformed and it's very broad. This morning I ask that you would forgive us in the body of Christ for refusing the narrow way and trying to broaden the gospel. When the Son of God said that there was a broad way and a narrow way, may we choose not to be narrow-minded, but to be narrow against the culture that is claiming so many in this hour. In Jesus' name, God's people said. So I crawled out of my car this morning after running a quick errand for the runner-up in the go-kart event. She went by me just a few moments ago, and she said, Oh, I wasn't even thinking about last year. Let me tell you something. Don't even kid yourself. We all love to win. Anyway, that is not the point. Here's what I want you to get. As I parked my vehicle and got back out to come and just greet people, and I want to pause right here for a moment because the message hasn't started. Carl and others who are serving and cleaning and doing the things that you do in this house, it shows that you have a servant's heart. And so thank you for the things that you did out front in cleaning it up and making it more presentable. God honors that as much as he honors what I'm doing up here. Amen. So as I was getting out of my vehicle, I heard this individual in another car just beside me. He said, hey, coach, can I talk to you? I said, sure. And he gets out, and he doesn't have any shoes or socks on, and, and his pants are, you know, dragging down, and I can see that, wow. He said, I just kind of got off work. He said, I just want to let you know that it's over. I said, what's over? Huh. And my heart just began to feel the weight of what he's been going through. And he said, I'm done bringing so much turmoil to my family. I said, talk to me. What are you talking about? He said, I'm done with what the world has to offer. I said, can you make that clear? Little did he know that that was going to be the launching pad into Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. He said, I never knew that when I got into the world of drugs and alcohol that it would take me down such a vicious road where I would turn against my family. <laughs> Are we doing everything that's necessary? to keep drugs and alcohol out of our homes and out of our schools? Really, are we? Just because you can talk it doesn't mean you're walking it. Just because you're a citizen of the kingdom doesn't mean that you're a willing soldier in the kingdom. And he said, Coach, I'm done. I'm not ever, ever going back to the world of drugs and alcohol. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Father, I pray that you will help him to really maintain his course. And that he really will say goodbye to the world and the systems of the world. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we're going to look at renewing our lives. The first message was on restoring my soul. That brings prosperity. Revive my heart. And now this morning, renew my life. Listen closely. This is the Apostle Paul who was beheaded for the gospel. He wasn't in Hollywood. He didn't have a TV show. 
He was a martyr for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was a soldier of the cross. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. I want to pause. I'll finish it. If you're being conformed to the world, your mind cannot test anything. It just flows with the culture. It just flows with the current. It just flows with whatever's out there. Everything that's out there is not for you. I certainly am not here to ever offend anyone, but I am not ever going to be a clown, and I will never speak in front of goats. I will always be a shepherd. I was quickly, for just a moment, looking at something on one of the particular things, and I'm going to name it, Facebook, and the Holy Spirit asked me, he said, are you a dumpster diver? And I shut it down just like that. Because most of what's out there has nothing to do with the renewal process of our minds. Amen. It is all about being conformed to the world. And I'm not a dumpster diver. I'm not into the things of this world. I mean, when you get to be my age, and you ought to start early so you can get there, I'm not interested in what the world has to offer or say, because it's not eternal. Because the Bible says that his word is settled forever in heaven. But a renewed mind can test. And by renewing your mind, you can know what the will of God is. What direction do you want me to go in? Who should I date? Who shouldn't I date? What job do you want me to pursue? And then out of the will of God comes what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Isn't it amazing that Jonah's life is complete, but the spirit of Jonah is still here? Let me explain. There are many that are challenged in doing the will of God and going, man, if I do the will of God, it won't turn out right, it won't be fun, it won't be acceptable, and nothing good will come forth. That's opposite of God's word. Because the will of God will bring good, it'll be acceptable, and it'll be perfect. Wow. So let me share this with you this morning as we kind of dive into what it really truly means to have our lives renewed. Listen closely. I believe I shared this one other time. A Santa Fe, Texas minister said it best. We have created, listen closely, parents. We have created a culture that does not value life, that does not honor God, that does not respect authority. We are reaping the consequences of those actions. And that's not going to be reversed by a security guard or a metal detector. The long-term goal is to change hearts. We're allowing the culture, listen closely please, we're allowing the culture to raise our kids. I said to Joshua, and I gave him the privilege to drive back from New Smyrna, that means 95 and uh, 40 and then back in. I rode with him on 95 and then we switched and I rode with my wife once we got on 40. But I gave him two things, and I said, there's two reasons why I'm allowing you to drive. Pastor, what are you doing? I'm explaining to you that in our home and in this ministry, the culture will not drive. This ministry, nor my family. And so I said, Joshua, the reason I'm going to let you drive by yourself once we get off 95 is because I have found that you are trustworthy and that you are honest. 
And then I said to Joshua, I said, always eat fudge, but never fudge. And we're living in a society, a very permissive society, that is willing to fudge. And there are those that actually try to change God's word so it fits their standard. Woe unto them, says the Bible. It would be better never to quote God's word than to take it out of context. That's just a little bit of theological training for many, many years. Dangerous to do so. And so I said to Joshua, and he can actually verify this, I said, son, you never have to be a minister of the gospel. You never have to preach the gospel. If you'll live what I've been preaching, that means counter the culture. Because most young people are not trustworthy. And most young people are not honest. They're going to tell you what you want to hear and what they want to say. Because their hearts are being conditioned by the culture. And they're being conformed to this world. Ladies and gentlemen, are you with me this morning? So I'm reading a book right now by Zig Ziglar called Born to Win. And in it, he gives to us these statements. Perhaps you would like to jot a few of these down. Watch your thoughts. This is Romans chapter 12, ladies and gentlemen. Watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes destiny. I'm certainly not picking on him, and we only talked about it for just a few moments, and I'm not throwing anything against that. But little did I know back in the day when I watched O.J. Simpson in the Rose Bowl playing against The Ohio State University, and they won. Little did I know what was really being developed in his character, and I'll stop that right there. See, do you remember last Sunday when I used Jensen Franklin and I said, it doesn't matter to the enemy of your soul how long it takes for him to defeat you. Remember last Sunday? He could be on the other side of that curtain. And if it's not there, he can be on the other side of that wall. If not there, he can be outside this facility. But whatever it takes to bring you down and destroy you and destroy your family, he's all about that. That's the enemy's point of destiny. To destroy your future. So watch your thoughts because ultimately it impacts your destiny. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And one of the most dangerous things to ever say since I said it many, many years ago. Man, I'd never do that. Man, I'd never get caught doing that. Be careful what you say. The challenge will be on. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. Listen closely. And having put on the new self, we're talking about being renewed. And having put on the new self who's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. A renewing process called for true knowledge from the true one and the only one would be Jesus Christ. See, what I try to do, ladies and gentlemen, young people, is I try to give you information and live stories and some reality pictures, but then I try to point it straight to the Word of God so you don't base it upon a message, but upon the Word of God. Hmm. One, more, one more time, Colossians 3.10. God wants to renew you with true knowledge, and true knowledge has to come from a truthful person, and that would be Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Having put on the new self who's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. 
Where you put your, your time will reveal where your life's going. 2 Corinthians 4.16, please. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Daily renewal keeps our hearts strong. Daily renewal. Daily renewal. Not occasionally. Daily. Daily renewal. How do you keep your marriage strong? Well, the word for today that we sent out, and if there's others who would like to be a part of that, I can either give you the location where you can go and get it yourself, or I can do it through an email. Bob Gass said this, every marriage, I'm just going to give you two of them, every marriage, every couple should pray together every day. I'm talking about the renewing process. See, the culture that we're living in is all about priming and prepping this. That's the outer man. What about the inner man, which is eternal? Hello? Hello? Let me talk to the guys for a second. She might be a 10 on the outside, but she might be a zero on the inside. All right, let me switch it. Uh, young ladies, yeah, he's, he is Mr. Everything, and he's a 12. But on the inside, there's nothing happening. His wires do not even connect to the true knowledge of the Son of the Most High God. Why would you go out with him? Let alone lay down with him. Gosh, I wished the man of God from Moody Church was here this morning. Because, see, we're not teaching our young people this principle. Did you know that every time you have sexual intercourse with someone who's not your mate, you are bonding with that person, and whatever they carry, you now carry. Hmm. You ought to Google that message. What a man of God, the senior pastor at Moody Church. And so I was talking, because we had a nice time to be able to talk the other night. I spoke to Mike, and Mike was talking to me while we were waiting for our meal, he was talking to me about a conversation. Daddies, are you going to listen for a moment? The conversation that he had with his son, his oldest son. And he broke it down, and he really laid it out clear. And then he said to me, Pastor, you know what? I said, talk to me, Mike. And he said, I'm amazed at how the church shuns the most important things that our young people need to hear. And guess what? God holds us accountable. I will not be a clown talking to goats. Because someday I'm going to see Charles Spurgeon. And I want him to walk up to me and say, Wow, you were a shepherd feeding the sheep. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Again, therefore we do not lose heart. Wait to the end of the message. We do not lose heart, but through our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. God wants to renew you this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, listen closely. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. See, not only should you be awake literally, 
physically, naturally, but you should be awake spiritually and something that has already been said should begin to take place deep inside of you beyond the boundaries of the natural where it touches your spirit and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What kind of person should you marry? What kind of person should you really go out with? Not someone who knows how to help you spend money. (laughs) Not someone who just has a good time, but someone who is also able, capable, and willing, listen, to help renew you spiritually. (laughs) Proper alignment. Dr. Charles Stanley at Atlanta, Georgia said this, align my heart with God's will, and help me walk in your ways. We're out of alignment. (laughs) The body of Christ. I'm not talking about forward church. I'm talking about the whole body of Christ. We're out of alignment. How, How could you say that? Watch people's walk, not their talk. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Hello? Hello? I was uh, in, in the band in the middle school. I was actually called junior high school and, and played sports and, and also um, played the trombone in the band. And I got my tail reamed out time and time again by our conductor because I was not always in step. I, sometimes I was just fooling around, messing around, doing stupid stuff. And he called me out every time. Listen to me. That's a true life story. The Holy Spirit may be calling on you or calling you out this morning and say, man, I've been watching your walk and your walk is way off. I used to hear Mr. Greenwall say this to me. Weber, Weber. And he was very loud. You're out of step. Get in step. Hello, church. <clears throat> One more verse this morning and then I am trusting the Holy Spirit to lead us to the, the finish line. Well, at least you can walk out of here this morning and say, he's not a clown. He's not up there putting on a show. He's not trying to give us a frilly thrilly. He is giving to us the bread of life. Renewal continues, (coughs) excuse me, by waiting on God. It's one of the most difficult things to do, especially if you're wired like many of us. Waiting is not one of our fortes. Isaiah 40, 31. Yet those who wait for the Lord. Let me pause for a second. Because see, you're here, but they're here. The messengers of heaven. I'm talking about the angels of the Lord. And then also the balcony is filled this morning with those who've gone before us. All right? So let me put this scripture to the heart of the angels so that they will carry out this message for my daughter, our daughter. Brittany, I need for you to continue to wait for the Lord. Because in his due season, he is going to provide the man for you. But I want to encourage you this morning, Brittany, wait upon the Lord. Now that's opposite of our world. That is opposite of this culture. And if they won't come to you, you go to them. And if you still can't get their attention, all you got to do is spread and lay down. Come on, church. Woo, preach it, brother. Woo. I ain't scared. Not a bit. Not of the flesh. Oh, I know the enemy's armed. I know he's dangerous, but he is a defeated foe. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. Let me pause for a moment because I'm in that zone right now. 
And boy, when they're in that zone and you know they're popping those threes, just keep passing the ball to them. Hello? Just keep hitting that guy that's hitting that three, that girl that's hitting that three, or whoever up there is spiking on the volleyball net. Man, keep setting her up. Listen, JJ, here's what I need for you to do as you make your way to that area. I need for you to wait upon the Lord, JJ. I need for you to have strength from the Lord, JJ. I want you to mount up every day, JJ, with wings like eagles, and I want you to run, and I want you never to get tired, and I want you to walk and never become weary, and don't give any sass to those individuals, those sergeants, those instructors who are going to lead you over the next few weeks and months. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Pastor, why did you do that? It feels like you're taking time. No, I'm actually showing you what you should be doing over family and friends. You ought to take these verses and you ought to be speaking the word of the Lord over their lives. <laughs> Dennis Waitley put it this way as we come down the stretch. When you are in the valley, keep your goal firmly in view. This is actually for somebody here this morning. There's someone that's kind of been going through the valley. When you're in the valley, keep your goal firmly in view. And you will get the renewed energy to continue the climb. Now, can I bring that into a spiritual uh, format? Absolutely. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, fixing our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. So even when you're walking through the valley and there's nobody there but the shepherd, you just renew yourself in the spirit of God. You look at those goals and you keep moving towards those goals. Amen. Amen. Here's a quick story, and we're coming down the stretch. In the book that I've been reading, Born to Win, and by the way, every one of you were born to win. I was sitting listening, because I'm going over my notes, and I'm sitting there listening to the song about mercy is higher than judgment, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, but there are many that abuse my mercy. We act like it's a dollar store special. <laughs> I just go in and tap into mercy. Let me tell you something. Mercy could run out. Come on now. The Bible says that God will not always strive. God will not always strive. Well, there's a time when I said, well, oh, okay. God means real business right here. Let me step it up here and play at a higher level. Born to win. You were born to win, but you cannot win and be conformed to this world. Yeah, I do want to say this. I said to my wife last night in our devotions, it is amazing how as educators we will teach or try to teach young people to be honest, but in our own lives and our professional expertise, we're not honest with one another. Now, what do you think the kids really are picking up? What you say or what you do? It's what you do. <laughs> and here's a great story to show you that. His name, Ben Hooper. Never heard of Ben Hooper before. That's on me. Wait till you hear the end of the story. He was born out of wedlock, and nobody really wanted Ben. He was born up in the mountains of Tennessee. Nobody wanted him. They just kind of passed him from person to person. But eventually he was anchored in hmm, with a family hmm, who began taking him to church. And he didn't like that. Because he was not connected to anyone. So he didn't know how to handle that. But one particular service before he could get out, the pastor got to him. <laughs> and began to speak into young Ben's life. 
and began to minister to Ben. I don't mean like laying hands on and all the stuff that looks so contemporary. He just began to serve Ben. It was a transforming moment in the life of Ben Hooper. Let me bring it to the close of the story. Can I do that? Ben Hooper became an American politician born from above, and he served two terms as governor in Tennessee in the early 1900s. Why did that happen? Even though it seemed like he had been discarded by family and friends, God found an anchor, put him in that anchor, got him into the local church, and a pastor began to reach out to that boy, to that student. Stayed on it, stayed with it, wouldn't let go, stayed on it. Don't know the name of the pastor, but we know about Ben. And Ben became a governor in the state of Tennessee. Wow. That is what it means to have a heart for God. Huh? A heart for God? How did, how, how did that happen? Because the pastor's heart was for Ben's heart. And the pastor's heart led Ben to see how big the heart of God was. Have you seen how big God's heart is? It's bigger than the ocean. This morning, Joshua, if you will, please plug that in and play it very softly, please. I said at the very beginning of the message that I may have been relaxing, but my spirit, my mind, and my soul was craving the things of God. And used to be that kind of person. Down just a little bit. I used to crave the things of this world that certainly will bring you temporary pleasure, but ultimately defeat. Whew. Turn it down just a little bit, please. So the Holy Spirit took me back to a powerful song by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. And I pulled up the laptop and I began to write out the things that the Spirit of the Lord had on His heart. His heart is always greater than ours. You can bring it up a little bit. Thank you. I'm going to read these, and if any of these touches your heart, huh, and you would like to become a soldier, not just a citizen, I'm going to invite you to come and stand here in the front so that we can pray together. Listen closely. Please listen closely. If you feel defeated this morning, please take a trip to Calvary. You're going to notice as I read these that everything at the end is going to say, please take a trip to Calvary. Because at Calvary, the heart of God was on display. At Calvary, the heart of God was on display. If you bypass Calvary, you will never regain the position that God wants you to walk in. Do not bypass Calvary. Number two, it's not in vain. Please take a trip to Calvary. Number three, it's not over. Father's best is in front of you. Please take a trip to Calvary. Any of these that touch your heart, you're more than welcome to come and stand here in the front.
It's time to take hold of your dream. I looked out at the ocean, and by the way, that's just going to continue to play, Joshua, and feel comfortable standing here in the front. I looked out at the ocean as I was riding, and the Holy Spirit said, there will be some dreamers there Sunday morning that their dream is actually bigger than what you can see in this vast ocean. So I'm going to go back over that one. It's time to take hold of your dream. Walk it out. Please take a trip to Calvary. In fact, there are churchgoers who will crush your dream. And I'm asking you in Jesus' name, those of you that have a dream, I'm asking you to come stand and say, you know what, that dream is coming forth. Next, you've been forgiven. Please take a trip to Calvary. God, I thank you this morning. Because the enemy was attacking when I was writing the other day. And it was like, this is stupid. There's no need for you to even do this. And once again, he's proven himself to be a liar. Next, take hold of the courage of Christ. Please take a trip to Calvary. Someone's courage has really been shot through and through. And I, no one's going to ask, which one are you standing for? You're just coming in response to the Holy Spirit. Not to me, to the Holy Spirit. Here's the next one. The seat. <laughs> I almost went out on the balcony to shout on this one. The season of pain and suffering, it's over. It's over. Please take a trip to Calvary. Just a few more. Listen closely. Jesus is the giver, and he will give you all that you need. Please take a trip to Calvary. Let me explain that one. That's going to play again, Joshua. There are times when we actually look to others to give to us. But if you will come to the foot of the cross, you know the Lord, but if you'll come to the foot of the cross, you'll see how big of a giver Jesus Christ truly is. It stretches beyond the dimension of his arms. I just encourage you to come. Next. In fact, you've been deeply hurt. This particular person has been deeply hurt because those that you were looking to have stopped their giving. Just get to the cross. Just get to Calvary. I think there's maybe four more. Your will, your will is being strengthened. Please take a trip to Calvary. Your will is being strengthened. Take a trip to Calvary. That'll play again, Joshua. Just three to go. Jesus will come through. Someone, and they may already be here in the front, listen closely. Someone has been saying it's over, it's done, it's not going to happen, it'll never take place. Listen closely. Jesus will come through for you. Please take a trip to Calvary. Let it play again, Joshua. I trust the anointing of the Lord. There's two to go. It's 11.47. You'll be out of here in good time. I'm not a clown speaking to goats and remain a shepherd to the sheep in his pasture. Listen closely. This is for someone in the house. I just encourage you to come stand. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to single you out. I'm not do any of that. Hell has been defeated. Please take a trip to Calvary. <laughs> Who do you think took the keys? <laughs> Last one. This is for someone here in the house. Listen closely. It's time to cherish your salvation. Please take a trip to Calvary. 
Let me explain that to you. The longer you're married, the easier it is to not cherish the greatest gift God put in your life besides salvation. Think about this. The longer you walk with the Lord, it's so easy to forget, to cherish what He's given to you, what He's done for you. This is for someone here. Please walk out of here cherishing your salvation. The enemy wanted you to look like that young man coming out of that vehicle this morning. No shoes, no socks. Man, Pastor, I'm not putting him down. That's what the world will end you up as. When it's over, when the world has abused you and used you and taken from you, that's what the world will do to you. But right now, in Jesus' name, and I won't even call his name, I'm calling that young man, that prodigal young man, back to his family, back to his home, back to his loved ones. In the name of Jesus, and for his friend that was in the vehicle, that both of them would come and see Jesus Christ can come through for me. Sweetheart, where are you? Robin, come quickly. I want you to pray. Thank you for those that came. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.